Hello and welcome to the Fit for Life podcast with your host, Alan Fitton. In this podcast, I will be covering fitness-related subjects and my experiences to do with nutrition, building muscle and weight loss, to name a few, and how, above all, to keep fit for life. Hello. We have a guest. We do. Round two. Yeah, so the, the, the new running thing with these now, I'm forcing every guest to now have a drink. Wes has been really lucky today um, because I've got, what's it called again? How do you pronounce it? Chocomel. Chocomel. <laughs> previous. The, the, the one and only. We're <laughs> not advertising it. No, we're not. It, it does actually say the one and only too, actually, to be fair. I didn't just make that up. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Nourishing by nature. So I've never had this before. Uh, that's why I got it. And uh, Wes has told me that it's actually quite a nice drink. So um, we're not here just to talk about chocolate milk for an hour. Um, we're here to talk about, again, uh, some of the subjects that we covered on the last one um, about mental health. Um, so it is Mental Health Awareness Week this week. That it is, yeah. We, this wasn't really planned because of that, was it? It's just no. kind of fallen upon that. That keeps happening a bit lately, really. And the subject of this Mental Health Week is actually anxiety, which is what today's podcast is about. That's the topic we're covering, isn't it? Yeah. So it worked out quite well. Sadly, my piss poor planning would have been to have this done previously and to upload this for Anxiety Mental Health Week. But that could be for future better planned Alan uh, a bit further down the line. So this will be obviously weeks after, but an, in, a, an important topic that we cover. We were both suffered from anxiety. Um, yeah. uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about what it is, um, our experiences with it, ways of, of countering it, you know, um, the help you can get from it, and just educating and talking about the subject a bit more. Um, so I'll let you uh, hop into things, Wes. So what is anxiety? So anxiety can be lots of different things, really. I mean, for me, for me personally, it's more about like how you feel. It stops you. It can stop you from doing everyday tasks. It can, it can sort of even take over your life to a certain degree. Everyone's different and everyone handles anxiety differently. So it's just a case of sort of how that affects you. It could be it can affect your mood, make you really irritable. It can make you really sort of even depressed where you don't want to do anything and don't and sort of feel nothing. It can, you know, it can literally just take over a complete hold of your life and just take over completely. And it's it sort of linked into a lot of mental health illness as well. So it can be linked to that. It can be linked to certain things that happen to you and that makes you anxious. So it can be a whole different ball game for every single person. So you know, it, it's such a vast and broad sort of thing. So, you know, I think when me and Al sort of talk about how anxiety affects us, that'll sort of show you how different it can affect Al, how different it can affect me and sort of the things that you can put in place to help yourself and, and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's what makes it quite hard because in the medical profession, like usually you have an illness or you have an issue. There's one rule to that, to that issue, isn't there? Yeah. But there's one kind of, what do you call it? A symptom. Yeah. Yeah. Which what makes this a completely different ball game and so hard to kind of detect and to know how to cope with and not well, to try and cure or to try and with, with help with it. I think that's what makes it so challenging. But obviously, who has been here and talking about our different experiences here shows that the different types of anxiety that you can get and it may relate to you and you might be like, oh, actually, I feel a bit of that sometimes. I mean, you might not even thought that it could have been anxiety or that you've suffered from that. So that's what we're going to be obviously be talking about today. So let's let's hop with yourself first. Obviously, ladies first, Wes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, what 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 is what? I guess actually, have you been? Let's go into what you've been feeling as of late. Yeah. So anxiety for me, 
is a lot of people can have like sort of panic attacks they can palpitations they can sweaty clammy for me it's all about breathing so for me my chest goes really tight and then my brain starts racing and i'm thinking why am i feeling like this what's caused it why do i feel like this which sort of intensifies it and it can ju- it just sort of comes and goes at any point there's no sort of like this has just happened to me now and now i feel anxious it just sort of hits me like out the blue mm. and this is going to sound really daft this works for me so there's any sort of menthol sweet really yeah right. menthol sweets mate so jakeman's other brands are available but i have i always have jakeman's on me yeah. i always have them on me or fisherman's friends or something like that or even a pack of airwaves because it just the eucalyptus just opens up do you reckon that, so your tight chest that you get yeah 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 opens you up and allows you to breathe yeah so so when i have one of them i'm like sucking on the sweet or whatever and my brain's thinking elsewhere and i'm thinking this is helping me breathe and it relaxes me so i sort of do breathing exercise but because my chest feels tight i don't know if anyone out there has had covid and you've got that sort of tight chest from when you were just walking about or whatever one of the side effects but that's how it that's probably the best way or if you've got a chest infection you're struggling to breathe that's the best way to describe it of how i feel i don't really sort of feel the effects of like i don't really get palpitations i don't sort of don't really have panic attacks but i have had panic attacks so i'll sort of talk about that a bit later um because if you've never had one or you have had one like if you have had one you'll know how bad they are but you know you you've just got to sort of tell yourself but sort of back to the subject in hand so like it's all about my chest feels tight around here and i'm sort of like right need to take myself out the situation or i have to like go and take some time out and just do some breathing exercise and i'm good sometimes it can literally last a minute or two sometimes it can last for days and i think what i've learned sort of going on is about being open so when people can't see anxiety and that's the scary thing people can't see it you can feel it Mm. people can sort of sense there's something wrong with you but they can't ultimately see the anxiety and i think that's a tough thing and people people that know me now i'm honest and i've been like i suffer with anxiety i'm struggling or i'm i I was having i was having an anxiety attack then and they're like really you were you you didn't show it and that's the scary thing about it is like if you don't tell anyone you don't talk about it if you don't open up to your friends your gp or whoever it is you know to to get that support with anxiety like no one's gonna know i'm not gonna lie every single person will have dealt with anxiety at some point in their lives it's like if you haven't you're a liar (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna say that public service but but, you know i I, everyone everyone has been anxious about something it could be something like a job interview yeah there's different types of anxiety there's anxiety in the moment and there's like feeling anxiety because of things that have happened to you and past trauma um it could be you know things aren't going right in your life and you're anxious about your finances and how you're going to pay your bills and stuff like that. It can be stuff that's happened to you in life, people you've lost, you know, it can be an amalgamation of things. So I think for me, like getting back to the point of like anxiety in me, my anxiety stemmed from becoming a dad. And that that's a mad thing. And I, and I think the realization is like for me, I was never, and I'll vouch for this, I was never an anxious person when I was younger. And if I was, I never really showed it. I personally don't think I was. There was no anxiety there. And for me, becoming a dad made me anxious because for the first time in my life, I wasn't the most important person in my life. My daughter was. 
And that doesn't mean I don't care about anyone around me. No. no, no <laughs> Do you know no. what I mean? But like, but, but I, think, I think it's different when you go from that point perspective of your priorities and everything in life changes. You know, you're, you've got living things that are dependent on you to survive. And yeah. you're the everything and that's your responsibility. And it's an awful lot of pressure. I don't think a lot of people probably talk about that in day-to-day life, but it's an awful lot of pressure to be the provider for a family, to have a roof over your head. To, there's a lot there. Yeah that we, we don't really talk about in there. Yeah. And that pressure and that on your shoulders when that happened must have been massive. Yeah, and I, and I think, like, you know, like, most people, like, you know, when they become a parent, like, everything sort of... Your whole life changes, not just because you've had a child, but, like, your social life, who you hang around with, yeah. you know, things like that, friends you see, you know, you don't see them all the time, and, you know, you, your kids become your be-all and end-all, you want to better yourself, and there's all that pressure, which causes anxiety mm. do you know what i mean because like you're anxious because you're like i want to provide the best for my kid i want to do this i want to do that so for me that's where it's all stemmed from yeah and then as i've sort of gone off into my nursing career started off as a bantu i think it was like a support worker or something not even a nursing assistant you don't even get the name nursing assistant as a bantu shocking yeah, yeah. that isn't it so anyway so like started off as a bantu and i've worked my way up done my bam four and about to start me mental health nurse training and like that's all done purely for me kids but the anxiety of like everything going on and doing all these things at at one time and then obviously you've got things that have happened like in the last podcast I talked about losing my friend you know and you've got things that hit you like that and and you know and and just just normal day-to-day life sort of things as well so I think recognizing the anxiety knowing that there are ways to stop it and for you as an individual I've been to the doctors in the past they prescribe propanolol, which is like basically like a beta blocker. So it just right. slows the heart rate down. So if you feel like you're having a panic attack, just sort of slows everything down. I didn't like that because I'm quite a hypersensitive person with my body. So I can sort of like, I could actually physically feel my heart slowing down. Really? That probably freaks you out. Yeah. And that freaks me out more. And I was like, I'd rather have a panic attack than like, <laughs> die. Than, than, than like feel this medication working. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and like everyone's like, but propanolol might work really well for someone else. Yeah. Exactly. You know, it's all depends on the anxiety, you as a person, how you deal with it. Um, the best bit of advice I was given by the doctor, which is funny enough, was just like, just jump on your bike, go for a bike ride, go for a run. I hate running, so I don't do that. Do star jumps, anything just to get to get going. And yeah. there has actually been times where I've just gone, screw this, star jump time. And th- and it's worked, do you know what I mean? It's yeah, mad because yeah. it's just like, it's just that getting that physical movement and just sort of like, you just zone out from it because you're not thinking of like, oh, I'm anxious, why am I anxious? Why, why am I thinking this? Why do I feel like this? All those sort of questions buzzing around in your brain. You're star jumping and then you're thinking god i look like an idiot star jumping yeah and, and it could be anywhere it could be like you're just out for a walk and because anxiety doesn't just go give you any warnings it just no, hits you it, it can, it can be like yeah, yeah. You, could, you could be in the middle of tesco and it's like anxiety you could, yeah. you could you know be watching your favorite team play football or whatever basketball or whatever and then anxiety you know it just strikes you, you could be watching a tv show anxiety so you know it's just about yeah you might look like a bit of a dick doing yeah. star jumps in the middle of tesco or any other supermarket. But like, that, if that works for you and that sorts you matter, out, does it doesn't it? matter, no. does yeah. it? Because like... Well, was it in Tesco? Maybe. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's whatever works for you. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Is, it's yeah. like, I, anyone who suffers with anxiety and suffers with that feeling knows exactly what I'm on about. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And to get rid of that feeling, you'd pretty much do anything because it's, it's horrible. It's, it's, yeah. it's consumes you. 
you know, if it, it doesn't matter if it's a short burst or a long burst, obviously the longer the worse it is, but you know, and you know, it can lead on to other things. Do you know what I mean? It can lead on to depression. It can lead on to like suicidal thoughts. It can lead on to much darker things, you know, even to the point of someone taking their own life because and that's why it's good to sort of get a handle on anxiety because it can literally just take over and you can't let it. Yeah. So well, yeah. that's my point of view. Yeah. Let's get on <laughs> let's get on to you, sunshine. Yeah. So my mind is massively stress inflicted. I think um my my anxiety is brought on when when I'm I can't manage my time or too many things go on top of me and I can't manage it and I just I just I just lose my shit. I just I it's it's like four walls boxing up in on my head. I'm like I can't see through I, I I'm stuck in a forest, I can't see through the bushes, I can't see the light of day. Um, I just can't cope. I just break down. I'm just like, I, I can't think. I can't I can't get my mind straight. I can't think or process anything. Happened a lot in, in a relationship I was in a few years ago because I wasn't getting much time to, to myself. And it's something that even, even now, I've just been speaking as you got here. Like I've gotten busy with work and stuff. And the clients and things was great. But I've just been saying to us that it's awesome, but I said my time management needs to be better because I'm, I'm not really putting my head above water to get, to, to get air I'm, I'm just being suffocated because i haven't got enough time in my day to get stuff done so i need to work on my time management to make that make sure you know i get what i need to get done but with that it is knocking me i'm starting to get anxiety because i'm just i've got the stuff i need to get done i'm not getting it done because i'm so busy and it's just it's impacting everything so and the things that i do to help improve that is <laughs> time management <laughs> um looking at schedules trying to write some down but also taking me time as well i make sure that i get times in my day to switch off from life I did this for the when I first experienced it like years ago. I think I was close to a panic attack when it happened. I don't think I had a full-on panic attack, but it was it was very close. And you talk about palpitations. I was getting stuff like that as well, yeah. where your heart rate is just like going up and down, up and down, up and down. Yeah. And um, I remember it happened once, and I was on the phone to, to 99 because I had an Apple Watch at the time. And it was saying to me, your heart's going up and down, up and down. It's going fucking mental. I didn't know what the hell to do, but I calmed myself down, and I was kind of okay in the end of it. Well, I think so. I think stress has a massive impact on me there. But as I was just saying a minute ago, what I do to cope with that is make sure that I take segments in my day, whether it's half an hour, forty-five minutes. Um, I want to take that time out to myself to completely switch off from life and everything. It relaxes me, it calms me down, and it gets me thinking, thinking straight again. So, so, so sometimes I'm, I'm on the go, I'm stressing. Sometimes I would just stop life, switch off for half an hour, complete it to myself, and then go again. I'm like refocus, restructure, know where I'm going with things. Obviously, I've spoken in the last one about issues with my mum and stuff and the anxiety that I got from that whole situation. I'd go to the seafront. Yeah. yeah I think you've got many a time a voice note from me from the seafront because I went oh, there yeah. to switch off from life and just take some me time and really reflect and, and take some me time. That's what I've done more so to to tackle it for me, switching off from everything, taking me time. And, and it really refreshes me. So like even now, I do something actually every day to make sure that I, I that I'm okay and that I don't stress, I don't get anxiety. Like before my clients first, I have a client at seven o'clock in the morning, first thing. And every morning I go and have breakfast on the Southport Seafront. And for me, it's important that I, I get my breakfast and my bits ready. So get that half hour out of my day, first thing set up to the day. And honestly, like that half an hour to me is, is so precious and it just makes my day perfect. If I have to rush or I don't get that time to myself, I'm a panicky mess. I'm like anxious, I'm like feel rushed, I feel like I can't think straight. So taking that little bit of me time out each day at the very start of the day, only half an hour, sets my day up perfectly. And me taking control of that, doing that, means that I know that I'm I'm all right and that's important to me. Um so that, that's how I've kind of counteracted 
what I felt from stress and anxiety and the things that I've put into play to make sure that I'm okay. There might be people that I've spoken to that have stress and anxiety and I say to them, well, do you ever take some you time? And the amount of people that always just say no. Mm, I know. They just don't do like Even with my, my, my coaching and the clients, it's like they do with COVID and stuff, a lot of the things that I process and put in for people when I was trying to get people being fit and healthy and losing weight and stuff, was giving them like a half hour walk saying, going outside, putting your phone down and actually taking some time out for you and switching off from life. The massive positive from doing that, I, I think is priceless um, and can help you so much. So like I was talking about his, he never had a full-blown panic attack. But sort of sounds like he did. Yeah. So I'll sort of talk about my experience and then we'll watch the cogs turn in his brain and okay. we'll see if he sort of agrees. Yeah. So I would say I've had two. I've had two solid panic attacks in my life and I wouldn't wish upon my worst enemy. They are horrible. You get this sense of absolute dread. You feel like there's something wrong with you and you're going to die. That's like the ultimate feeling there you get like this this rush but not a good rush it's like a right. bad rush like everything's like things start to go numb you'll get pains your heart will be going like a rapid triple kick pedal like you, you'll feel it you'll look at your apple watch apple watches are great but they're also your worst enemy <laughs> yeah because they don't give an accurate reading no it's true but if you're someone who's anxious at the time and you're looking at your heart rate and you're like, oh my God, it's 130 and I'm just sat here doing nothing, then your heart rate starts to increase. But anyway, so like your heart rate, you'll, you'll literally feel like your heart's going to come out your chest. You'll feel faint because you're not getting your breath properly. You'll feel like you're going to drop. It's your left arm in it as well. Yeah, yeah. It's your left arm, which is a classic sign of heart yeah. attack. A lot, a lot of it is the same sort of a cardiac arrest, whatever. You can get a pain in your armpit. Yeah, you get you'll feel like that dull ache in your chest. You'll be full of adrenaline, but it's not all in a good way. You literally, and the worst case scenario is if when you're on your own, makes it worse. You've not got someone to tell you you're all right. You're just having a panic attack. Yeah, in your brain, you're thinking this is it. I've never felt like this before, and even talking about it, I can sort of feel that anxiety about talking about it. It's horrible. Yeah. And like, I, I think one of the times I had to ring 999, I was literally, and it was, it was only a few weeks ago. And I, I'd, I'd not long been for like a blood test. I'd had like my HbA1c and I'd had like my lipids done and come back that I was like pre-diabetic. Thanks for the chocomelo. <laughs> and, um, yeah. and, friend. <laughs> and um, you know, and that my, my, my sort of bloods were a little bit out and, you know, there's, and this, that and the other. So I think naturally a bit anxious about that. And anyway, this like panic attack came on. I was in the house, I was bathing the kids by myself and a panic attack hit and the kids looked at me and they knew, they knew something was wrong with me. And I was just like, I don't feel good. Don't feel right. I felt like I was going to pass out, literally rang 999. And like, and th this is the funny thing. I'm a nurse, mm. know all this stuff, Yeah, but it doesn't matter. When Very you're mean. going through that panic attack, yeah. you don't think rationally, you think, this is it. I've got me two kids in the bath here. I need to ring 999. So like ring 999, well, you know, ambulance. I think I'm having a heart attack, da, 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 ringing it through. And then after talking to them for about 60 seconds, I'm like, I'm not having a heart attack. I'm having a panic attack. I feel like an idiot. Mm -hmm. Wasted 999's time. Wasted everybody's time. And, you, and then you get anxious about that because you think, what if, what if someone needed that? Phone call right there. And that's, you, you start overthinking everything. Yeah. And you feel like an absolute idiot. But it was a panic attack. 
But at the time, there was no one there. You know, my wife come back. What's wrong? You're white as a sheet. I was like, I need to lie down. I've had a panic attack. And it, and it wipes you. Wipes you. You've just got no energy, no nothing. You just rest. Because yeah. all that anxiety just drains all the energy out of you. It's, it's horrible. So, flip it back onto you. So when you had your sort of panic attack, yeah. any of that ring with you? Did the one that I rang up with the palpitations? Yeah. No. I felt normal. Yeah. I felt normal regardless of my heart doing all that. Mm. And that's why I rang. But speaking about all that, what I did feel, everything you just described then, was when I, I tore this bicep around yours. Mm. Everything that happened then, that went into my head. That's why I was tapping my arm to you before. Yeah. Um, I wondered what you are doing. I thought you were yeah. just telling me to say your arm hurts when yeah, you no, have no, a panic no, attack. No. <laughs> I just, I just, pointing, I'm expecting him to know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. But he yeah. just doesn't care. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I was at Wes's a bit ago and I, I tore my bicep doing um trying to pick up a concrete fencing panel. But um everything that happened after that, because I heard I heard the, the, the bang, didn't I? Mm. So so I, I was panicking because I heard that snap. So I was yeah. panicking thinking <clears throat> I was I was torn my bicep there. Yeah. And ironically I did. But the panic of that, what I thought was happening, I think increased that situation a lot more so everything you just described then literally in a nutshell is what happened then yeah the faintness the numbness pins and yeah. needles all that stuff yeah you literally. go what you went white as a sheet as well yeah that's why i was like sugar yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> at the yeah. time because it's like and luckily you had me and you had me and my other mate fred yeah and you know we were there like you're okay you know what i mean it's yeah, all right yeah. you, and we were telling you you're having a panic attack like just just breathe through it we're here are you good and that's what I mean when you when you've got that around you, it's great. But you're not always in a situation where you have, you have got, that around you. Yeah, you have that around but, you. But a double-edged sword of that, the type of person that I am, I I get very embarrassed. Mm. So when that something like that happens, like, although it's happening and I can't help it because of the type of person I am, I'm like, I don't want you guys to see this. Yeah, I just want to go in a corner and hide away and crack yeah. it over because it's it's more. I'd be harder on myself thinking shit that they're seeing all this shit. I'm, I, I just get embarrassed about that stuff. So I'm even though I'm having going through that, I'm harder on myself going. I just want it to be okay. I want it to go away. You know what I mean? Yeah. But flip this back. If your friends can't be there at your most Oh, yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. I know that. I know Do you know that. what I mean? I, I know. I know. But I think it's, that's just been the always thing with me. I'm always, always yeah. just, I'm not, I don't do well with sympathy or anything like that. I'm very like, let me cry and die in the corner alone. <laughs> no one sees yeah. it. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. So we got, well, obviously, I talked a little bit about panic attacks there. Did you, cause I remember obviously talking about, with your last instance there, that panic attack you had, because yeah. you literally voiced it to me one or two days before that. Yeah. And you was high as a kite. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. I think as well, like, you know, it's, like I said, anxiety. It's a, it's a mysterious and weird yeah, yeah. beast. It comes in. Because you, you can literally be like top of the world for yeah. like two days. Everything's going great, brilliant. And then boom. Yeah. The, 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 literally. The famous because... M&M line, snap back to reality, walk the ghost gravity. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It, the, yeah. And you're thinking, I've just had two amazing days yeah, of just yeah, going yeah. out and seeing people and spending time with my kids and making memories and then yeah. why the yeah. hell do I feel like this? Amazing holiday, hadn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah like, but, but I think that's quite empowering to share though. It's, it's important to share that, that that one minute you can be great and fine but then it, it only takes a second for, yeah. for that to drop and for it to completely change. That's it and that's that's the scary thing is you, you know in the back of your mind you're always thinking when's my next one? When's yeah. my next drop? You know what I mean? And Which is ironically, you're probably getting a bit anxious about being anxious. <laughs> you, know yeah. I mean? you don't want it to happen. Yeah. It's, it's not a nice feeling. Exactly. And you know, I, I know how much it can impact me and sort of control me and, and things like that. But I, I've definitely learned that like, you know, even when I'm in work, 
like and I'm feeling anxious, I'll I'll turn around to my staff, I'll I'll turn around to to my nurse and I'll be like, I'm feeling anxious, I just need a minute. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And sort myself out and I'm good. Whereas if I bottle it up, I'm hiding it for like yeah, yeah. however long it lasts. And then not being able to focus properly because I'm just like, you know, distraction's good because that's one way to get rid of it. But like mm-hmm. when it's just buzzing around in your brain constantly, it's it's tough. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And um, so, so here's a question for you. Um, so when you have an anxiety attack, do you feel like it's a release? So, so when you have an anxiety attack, do, do you feel like there's something that's there deep within that's causing that trigger? And do you feel that once you've had that attack, even though it's a traumatic thing to go through, after that, do you feel relieved? Do you feel like something's been lifted? Yeah, I mean, like, when you come out the other end of it, you're like, oh, thank God that's over. Yeah, of course, like, yeah, without um, a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt, and, and and you are, but I think with me is because, like, it can literally last for, like, a couple of minutes to, yeah. could be, to a few days. Could be a few days. I mean, I could go sometimes be anxious from the second I wake up to, like, maybe have an hour or two. What's the thing I've noticed about myself as well, which is quite mad, is when I eat... I don't feel anxious. So that's a mad thing. So like if I'm eating my tea, I don't feel, or, or I'm out and I'm eating, I'll eat and the anxiety will disappear for the time I'm eating the meal. And then I'll realize, oh, I don't feel anxious. I'm anxious again. It's like oh, a vicious okay. circle. It's mad. So there's all these like little things that I've noticed, but I think, yeah, I mean, I dread it when I'm feeling it, but I'm, I'm sort of like at the same time, I'm just like, it'll be over soon. Do you know what I mean? But it all depends on, what's happening like if it's a case of like i've got like three days in work then i'm like oh shit i don't want this to last three days yeah while i'm yeah, in work yeah. i can't be dealing with feeling like this and then pretending everything's okay or i don't want to don't want to worry them because they're going through stuff and this that and the other so you've, you've got all these conflicts and battles but like if you don't talk about things and you, you don't solve the problem do you you, you don't know? i think it, i think it's quite important that i think it would, be, it would be nice for people to more do instead of saying Cancelling, being a bit more because you've been a bit more open with me in the past when you cancel things because you, you say you've been struggling with yeah. anxiety. It's nice to say, "Hey, I'm I'm cancelling not because I don't want to, but I'm, I'm struggling with anxiety today. I'm struggling yeah. with this today." And it helps a person on the receiving end understand a little bit further, yeah. Um, especially if it's something that you, that you suffer with, as because as we said, you know, being guys as well, the guys don't we really open up about this stuff enough, and that's the whole purpose of doing this. Not not just just for guys, women are just important, obviously. Um, but guys tend to not talk enough. So the more we talk about these things, the more open we are, the better these things will get, uh, which is what the idea is. And we were talking just before we hopped on about the impact of fitness and training. Yeah. Has it on your anxiety as well? And you were saying a minute ago about... Um, star jumps and Sesco. Star jumps and Sesco. <laughs> 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 so do you feel like getting a frequent gym routine in would definitely definitely help your anxiety? Yeah, yeah definitely. But like... You know, anxiety is linked into lots of things. It's linked into depression. It's linked into other mental we'll health things. Jump and, into it in a minute. Yeah, and and I think it's like yeah, all well and good. You know, fitness is good. We'll help you. We'll sort your brain out. We'll get rid of that anxiety. But it's having the motivation to do that. It's having the, you know, the the this will make a difference and 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 that will do it. And you know that that's part and parcel of it. So, you know, yeah, I agree with you. But at the same time, I know myself and I know how I think. Yeah. And I'm like, I've got all the goodwill intention in the world. But like on my days off, I'll be like, you've got to cram so much in. And I'll be like, I, I me personally, I'd rather come and see someone yeah. than go to the Doing gym. Yeah, yeah, I'd yeah, rather go in, I'd rather do something. And do you know what I mean? Than do that. But it's about like, like you said, it's about getting that time in where you walk in. 
going for a walk and taking that time out for yourself doesn't matter. You don't have to go and smash two hours at the gym. You no, don't. You don't. It's, it's, it's finding that bit of that bit of exercise. Doesn't matter what it is. If it's kicking a ball, if it's playing with your kids, if it's going for a walk, it doesn't matter what it is. You mm. know. And so it's interesting because the, the strong man I had on last week, he spoke about that he gets anxiety from going to the gym because there's so much because he's competed. Mm. There's so much expectation on him to be lifting particular weights and to have a particular strength. Yeah. That even though your fitness is, is a good health space for a lot of people, which it is undoubtedly, but some individuals, i.e., you know, people that are in like the strongman sport or athletes, that itself brings anxiety for them because there's an expectation for them to put to perform on a particular level. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it's nuts. I just thought I'd just chuck that in there. Yeah, no, it's completely relevant because um, you, you would. Like, like just putting it in black and white terms, if you've got someone who is a strong man, yeah. you'd expect them to be a strong, a strong man. man. Exactly, yeah. Exactly, yeah, 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 do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Or a strong woman, do you know what I mean? Or, yeah. or whatever. So, you know, it's I, I get it. And, and that just shows you, doesn't it? You can have a strong man who suffers with anxiety. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? It's not... No, exactly. It, it can be anyone. And yeah. and at the, the least, you know, you, there'll be loads of people you'll look at every day who'll be suffering with anxiety. You won't have a clue. Yeah. And that, that like I said, like, you know, like at the very beginning, you know, that's that's the scary thing about anxiety. Yeah. It affects everyone in different ways. It and does. it's invisible. And obviously it links to depression too. Hmm. Because um, obviously, if you get anxiety, and it can then make you not want to do anything at all. Yeah, and I, I can totally vouch for that. Like, yeah. I, I, like I've had days where I've had like two or three days. I could, I could have had like two days off work. Great, two days away from work. Right, I can do so much time. I can do so much things in that time. My kids are in school, so I've got some time to myself. I can catch up with people. This, that, and the other. Boom, anxiety. Boom, don't want to see anyone. Don't want to do anything. And it. It's a vicious circle, and it and it does sort of, it does sort of take its toll on you, and you and you just you know like I'll I'll say for myself like, I'm a massive gamer, love me gaming. Like I went for a month, like I was having a pretty bad month with anxiety. I think work was pretty full on. There was other factors going on around at the time, and like I was just an anxious mess all the time, and um, and that's when I had like that big panic attack. So that was probably just a build up of all the the anxiety that was going on that month, and. Yeah, I didn't even touch me my PlayStation yeah. for the whole month. I, li- I literally would turn it on, sit there with the controller, and just be like, oh, "I can't be bothered." And like, that's never happened to me before. That was like the red flag in my brain was like something wrong here. And I'm I'm quite a strong-willed person where like I won't, I don't want antidepressants. I don't want anything like that. Obviously, people on antidepressants, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I said, but for me, I'm just like, no. Yeah, like I can no, get, no, no. I can sort of get through this, and I, I think you've just got to sort of take a little look at, you take a look at your own life, and you sort of look at all the positive things in your life, and you think, well, I've got a roof over my head, got a good job, got two wonderful kids, got a beautiful wife, you know, I've got friends that are around there that support me, that I can talk to about anything, um, and you know, so I'm quite, I'm quite blessed and lucky. But even with all that stuff, that's the fun thing about depression, you don't see it all. No, no, you don't no. see it all. You, you know you've got it all. Yeah, but you, you you're in it, and you you know you, you sort of wallow in your own self pity, in a way, and 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 it's sort of hard to sort of dig yourself out, and especially like with all the anxiety sort of trumping in around it as well. It's it can be quite dark. People have done things. People have you know taken their lives and things like that. And that that's the scary thing because you know after COVID, 
like with COVID happening, a lot of people were stuck indoors. There was a lot of, it was quite scary times, you know, and things have sort of spiraled from that. Do you know what I mean? You, you've yeah. got people who probably went out all the time and then they've been closed off for two years and not seen people. And then you've got that social anxiety of socializing again and being out in open spaces. Like for me, I can't think of anything worse than going to like a kid's indoor play area now. Never, ne- never used to really bother me. <laughs> like it bothered me, but it, I could just, I could plow on through it. Whereas now, like I was like, I need to get out for five or ten minutes just to escape it because there's just so many people, so much noise, so many things going on, and it never bothered me. Yeah. So you know, there's all these like little things that happen now, like you know, and yeah, society's got back to a sort of normal state, but those anxieties haven't all gone away for everyone. No. You know, you still see people wearing masks because they're anxious that people have got COVID, they're going to get it and they're going to die. Do you know what I mean? So you still see that, you still see people. Not very much so much now, but you still see it, don't you? I just think that's the, there's so many things with anxiety and then you're anxious about things. And like I said, it just spreads to depression and that's my own sort of personal view on it and how I've felt over the last couple of weeks, but I've come out of it. But that's not to say like, I won't go back into it. No. And also, I want to interject and I want you to finish your point first. There's a, um, on the news this last week, there's like, I think it was 30,000 kids that I've been, I think, calling into school sick because of anxiety. I mean, we're not, we're not really, see, really truthfully seeing yet the, the true effects of I still, even to this day, to COVID. I think we're just starting to see more now, but massive impact on kids, like yeah. for, for being cut off from the world for such a long period of time, being everything done from the home. And that's, this is going to have massive impacts on kids as they get older, on, on, on that generation that was there during COVID. And it's quite scary, really. Mm. That's it. I mean, you got to think like pretty much most kids lost like two years of their life. Yeah. Like school life. Every, like, you know, me and you had, you know, you take it for granted, don't you? Yeah, of course you, know, you do. You're skived, you're skived. Like these yeah. kids had no choice, you know. And even the ones that were kids are key workers, it wasn't really school. No, no, no. Do you know what I mean? It was, you know, and it's going to be, cause all sorts of anxieties for, you know, I think. More so the ones that had just started school because they've literally lost out on the first two years and the ones that were sort of leaving. Towards do you know what I mean? Yeah. Towards the end. So like the likes of your year fives, your year sixes, you know, your year tens, your year elevens. Like, you know, you you go back to high school. I know everyone's experience is different, but like, you know, your year 10 and year 11, that's like where you mature the most and, you know, you, you, you're working towards your exams and, and things like that. And, you know, you've got to think like, what sort of social factors and anxieties that has caused them for, you know. Massively. And also, mm. I mean, obviously, things things were being chucked around this killing virus that was about kids being told this, been hearing of this, and the news and everything. And, you know, it's um, damaging, massively damaging. Uh, we go back into the the, the, the the depression thing. I think I suffered a little bit when I was younger as well. I think um, when I was bigger, I had a video game, didn't I? Yeah. A whole lot. And I did that as an escape. I was embarrassed the way about the way I looked people did treat me differently and because of that i just hid hid away from the world so instead of like coming to terms with my issues and dealing with them i just shut myself off from the world i guess that can be probably seen as a, as a type of depression can't it mm. i guess um because i didn't really deal with the situation i just cut myself off from the world and that's relative to a lot of as you were saying before about anything anxious about doing anything you don't want to do anything you just want to stay in and stay away from the world and just yeah. you know it's like you're safe 
bubble, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, your safe haven. Wow. Uh, but we're, but we're ironically, for through staying in and doing nothing, staying in, it's not help solving or helping the situation. So you got to work for anything, or if that was your your space, you can understand how someone that if they're just homebound could just end up being in for like four to you know four weeks, yeah. blink of an eye, not go anywhere because not really getting any exterior help, are they? No. Um, and then obviously that can then, as you said to you before, that can go into sorts like suicidal thoughts. And I think that's the scary thing. Like, you know, it's like all things, st- there's a starting point and there's an ending point. And, you know, anxiety, like I said, can lead on to different things and affect you in different ways. And that's why it's good to sort of talk about it, talk about how to manage it and how it affects you. And Yeah. So, yeah. So where would you, um, where would you say to go for... So if, if someone that was suffering with anxiety, obviously in your profession, so sort of that, where, where would you recommend people to go? So I think the main thing is like, you just raise it like anything. If it, you know, it doesn't matter if it's anxiety, if it's depression, if it's, you know, any sort of mental health issue, you, you raise it. So, you know, you raise it with someone who you feel is going to listen to you, someone who's, you know, who you feel comfortable talking to, mm. um, you know, and if, if it's, if it's taken over your life and you feel like it is, and it's impacting you that much, then you go to your GP, have a chat with them. I don't know how hard it is to get into your GP these days. <laughs> it's not the easiest, I think. It's not it? the easiest, but you know that that unfortunately that's the well, route. Maybe even one 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 would one one one. Can they do anything? I mean, I don't well, even know. Probably, to be fair, probably uh, probably not. No, I think it's it's more local. It's it's not really seen as like an a an emergency no. sort of medical issue, is it? Unless obviously, like I said, you're having a full blown panic attack and it can feel like a heart attack. But, 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 but arguments so like, if you're feeling suicidal. Yeah, well that's I'm different, isn't it? That, you, I mean, you you bring Samaritans, you, there's yeah. plenty of numbers out there to ring and right. there's plenty of charities out there to sort of contact with that. But I think like but even if you were feeling suicidal, there'd still be a GP. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or, you know, depending on if how, how instant it was gonna be if you felt like you were it was imminent and you were gonna do something and you're scared, then you just go to A and A and you present there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because if you, you're going to do something, you're going to do something. Um, but GP mainly. And then they, they can talk about it. Then you can look at sort of CBT, um, talking about it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you can be put on medication and stuff like that. Yeah, you can be put on medication. Um, and there's plenty of things sort of over the counters you can buy to see if that works. But yeah, Everybody, as you said, everyone's different, aren't they? Everybody is different. Some people are very anti-medication. Yeah. Some people are very anti-therapy. Yeah. But there's always a reason why you're anxious. And I think until you find out that reason, that's the tough bit. Because I've still not, as much as I think it's down to being a parent and worrying, I, you know, there's other things going on with me that I'll probably talk about like in another podcast when things like happen. Yeah. I think, like, when I get the answers I need, that'll probably help a fair bit. But like I said, I think everyone sort of... Everyone has their own sort of issues or problems in life. And, like, until you realise what they are, what's causing it, sometimes there is no cause. But usually there's some underlining thing there that is the reason why you're anxious. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so like, until you find out that reason... Yeah. And it makes sense. You can make sense of it, and that's going to help. Yeah, I think it can be in depth. It can be a trauma. It can be something big, or yeah. it can uniquely be something small. That you do any day to say that the new work or anything. It can be anything, can't it? Yeah, I think that that's the hardest part with it. But then just obviously learning how to deal with that. Some people obviously will turn to drugs. Yeah, to deal with that. Yeah, I mean that's the thing because it's it's a blocker. It is, yeah. 
you take drugs, you drink alcohol, you don't feel it that way anymore. It masks it, doesn't it? It masks it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a mask only lasts so long. It does, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's like anything. If you abuse anything, it's, it's going to ruin you. If you abuse cake, it's going to kill you. <laughs> you're going to put on a <laughs> yeah? Do you know what yeah, I mean? If, true. If, you, if you abuse water, you're going to drown. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? It doesn't matter if it's a drug or it's food or whatever, whatever, whatever you abuse. Like I said... I feel less anxious when I eat. Mm. But if I eat all the time, yeah. it's not going to be a good. <laughs> not, no, you're going to be a bit bigger. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, as so, much as it's it's great and I recognize that, like, that's, like, the most important part of my day when I'm having an anxious day is, like, I can't wait to have, like, something proper and for 20 minutes I'm not going to feel anxious. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But I couldn't do that all the time. No. Because it just made myself ill. No, and that and that's the things with with drugs. People will use drugs as an escapism because it doesn't make them feel that way anymore. And it's not exact. It's it's a short term fix, not a long term fix. Yeah. So, like I said, until you get that, like either the right medication or the right support or the right therapy. Yeah, it is good to ask to get the help for these things, but I think it's still a challenge to help people to get find the right route. Yeah. To help to whether they want to get to. As I said to you before we started recording, I said to you the thing, the thing I want to shout about is that. People that are on drugs or addicts are things that people have a perceived perception of these individuals and people think that these are, are bad people that just get stuck on these drugs and they think that they're just, that there's addicts in retrospect, yeah. but from, I, I definitely open my head speaking to the people, people I've spoken to lately, that nine times out of 10, it's not because it's just they're an addict and looking for a fix, it's because they're trying to mask something, it's because they're going, going through something like anxiety, depression, there's something deeper there that they're trying to cover. Yeah. Um, and it's that understanding and attacking that to help people get into a better place, to get out of the need to, to want to use these drugs for those reasons and, you know, diving deeper. Um, and for a lot of those people that they haven't got the help or haven't got the realization to get that help, the quick fix is reaching to a drug. Yeah. Having some well, alcohol. It's, well, it, having... I'm not being funny. It's easier to go and find, you know, Joe Bloggs cocaine man mm-hmm. than it is to get a GP appointment. And that, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's a sad fact yeah. of life right yeah, now it is, yeah. do you know what i mean it's, it's easier it's easier to go out and get drugs than it is to go and get help yeah that's that's the sad reality we live in you know what i mean there is help out there and it's not all useless but it yeah. is that that's the sad reality yeah isn't it do you know what i mean yeah we can, we only hope that gets better throughout time yeah but, um but now yeah i think um have we have we covered everything? I've never covered everything. <laughs> I could go on forever. <laughs> well, and ever. Are, are we missing anything out that, that you'd want to get into? Not that I can think of, I, to I, be I, honest. I think we covered all bases, really. Yeah, we? I mean, I this think. is this is part two of sixteen, isn't it? So, well, so yeah, <laughs> sixteen maybe. I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of things we can hop into, yeah. uh, but I think this is enough for obviously speaking about anxiety. Yeah, um, but, but I think we covered all bases here. As, as we said, I think the most important thing is you know. It's only a Google away. You can Google, you know, um, mental health people. There's websites out there, people that you can call and speak to. Um, where's myself? If you know us personally, I had a phone call with someone last week that I had a little chat with that was struggling yeah. a little bit. And it's just reaching out to these people. I think you reach out to anyone, nine out of 10 people will make time for anyone. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, you know like I mean? speaking it's... of which, like, I know we just said we're going to wrap this up, but it's not happening now because okay. I've got something whizzing around in my brain. Go. So, you know, one, one of your followers from america contacted me yeah and you know and and had a little chat with her and it and, and it just sort of shows like how we can impact people like i don't know this person live the other side of the world but 
you know, because they know what I do, what I'm about. They've asked me for advice. This isn't like to do with anxiety or depression or anything. This is just for some advice with mental health things. And it's it's mad how, like, I could give them advice and give them help and give them closure and, and, and sort of support them in any way, shape or form. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's it's bonkers. And I think that's that's the important thing is, you know, we're all strangers, but, you know, you can help anybody. Yeah. It doesn't have to be your friends, your family or whatever. There's loads of people out there that need support and help and just need a chance and someone to talk to. And sometimes just having that chat can make a massive difference. And I think like that's something important, especially with anxiety, depression, billions of people in this world. And you walk past people every day. You don't know what anybody's going through, how anybody's feeling, you know, and, and you can be there for anybody if you want to be. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. bit, bit deep to end. Like, no, but... no, 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 totally. It's reaching out. I, I, I walked past him in town the other day that I messaged and said, this individual looked upset and I sent a message to say, are you okay? Yeah. Because again, it's just when, when people look a bit down, look, look a bit, and if you're conscious and aware of that, just sending a message to someone at that point, they, they, they may, you know, they're probably more than likely going to say, no, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. You know, but then you don't know that one time you message someone and actually, no, I'm not all right. Have you got five minutes? Yeah. That could be a massive effect and impact for someone and helps them massively. So just, just be aware and just be be prepared to listen, I think, is, is, a, is a key to take home, isn't it? Yeah, and I think what always gets me through as well when I'm when I'm really anxious is I always think like, so there's always someone out there who's got it worse than you. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a bit like that as well. And I, and I think like that that's how you sort of drag yourself back into reality, isn't it? Yeah. And like, I always think like, you know, like I talked about earlier, all the things I do have, there's people who've got nothing and they're just cracking on with life, dragging buckets of water, miles on their head every morning just so they can have a drink. <laughs> no, but it's true. Yeah, it is true. You it think is, it's it, funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, you know yeah. what I mean? And I'm com- I'm complaining about anxiety. Yeah. And, you know, you've got people out there in like living in absolute worst places in the world. Like, you have, yeah. You know what I mean? And and because you're not in it, you don't see it. You're in your own bubble. You're in your own world, you know? And and I think sometimes you just got to remind yourself out of that and it, it does make you feel a bit better because you think, God, I have got it so fucking good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, True. Yeah. Philosophical. Mm. So that's us. That's anxiety uh, wrapped off. So um, do it again, as I always say, um, give us a follow, give us a comment, uh, let us know what you thought of this one. Your input is valuable to us. If what you'd like us to cover on the next one with Wesley on here, jumping into some more mental health subjects and for some more sat, sat down chats with more interesting kinds of uh, different fluids for future podcasts. Uh, so anything else you want to add, Wes? Or we? No, that's it. I, I, I actually promise this time there's, there's nothing there's else. Nothing there's, there's nothing, nothing else. Okay. You, can just, you can just cut it we're, dead now. We're good. We're good. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for listening, guys. Truly appreciate it. We'll catch you on the next one soon. Uh, you take care. And that's a wrap. Bye.